humble beginnings of South St. Louis to broadcasting around the world. Right Time Media gives to you the right lane. Sup now, motherfucker. Yeah, bitches. Told you motherfuckers what time it was. Yeah, bitches. On that 55 track, baby. Yeah, bitches. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the right lane. I'm Danny, and per the usual these days, the new norm. I'm joined by my boy Austin, man. How you doing today, Austin? Doing pretty good. I'm not here not covered in work, dust, and dirt and shit, so. You got off early today, huh? No, I didn't get off early, but I managed to get home in time to clean up a little bit. I miss work today. You want to know why I miss work, Austin? Let's hear it. I'm redoing my cabinets and stuff, so I got to work in the garage a lot, so I'm sweating. But I worked yesterday. I did like two hours in the garage with the cabinets, profusely sweating super bad. Then I go and I coach uh, eight seven-year-old girls for two hours. I run up and down the court, and I sweat the whole time. I sweat through my shirt, my shorts, like... You're running up and down the court? I know. It was fucking, it was, oh my God, it was miserable. <laughs> and then I come home and uh, I go right back to doing cabinets and shit. So I woke up this morning and I had cramps in my legs and my back. I couldn't even move and shit. So I fucking, I felt like I was an old man for the first time well, you're, since you yesterday. Know, you're like 60, right? Oh, you son of a <laughs> bitch, man. Uh, so today though, we have the, man, Austin, when I first decided I wanted to do a show, I, I, I had two people in mind that I wanted to uh, have on as a guest. One, Sean, Sean Woodson is fucking... I wanted to have him on so bad just because a little bit of the history we had between each other and how I, I knew from the amateur fight, kickboxing fight against Bo, that where he was going. Yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah for sure. I wanted to have that, and I've been preaching, screaming that shit. But then I also had, like, uh, this guy, the only person who's ever really talked to me about uh, announcing, because I, I dabbled in announcing a little bit. And I uh, sat down in Kansas City and had a complete conversation with me about it, told me how he tried to uh, approach the situation. He's a cutman for the Don King Boxing Promotions, and he is the founder, creator of Uppercut Whiskey. Jeremy Johnson, man, how you doing today? I am good, man. How are you? I'm all right, but that's a fucking, that's, when do you get time to breathe, man? You know, it's, uh, I've been told I have really bad ADHD, so I just kind of do one thing and then the next, and, but, uh, you know, I do absolutely remember that conversation. Right on, right I on. mean, complete and total, sitting in Kansas City. Yeah, it was a good conversation. No, it, it was too, I, uh. Because, it, like, you're, you're very polished. Like, I, I watch you, like, almost uh, in, intently, kind of, when you do things and stuff. And uh, you're, you're a very polished guy, but you're also, like, a regular dude, which is, uh, I think that's the, that's the hardest thing for people to do that are in your position or in where you're going and stuff. Right. You know, it was one of those, though, that I've been, I've been in the business of this for so long. You know, I started back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I started that MMA show, God, I mean, it was, I had actually had to ask Mar Ranallo for permission to use the name because he did the MMA show and I didn't want him to sue me. So I, I said, hey, man, I, I met him at Invicta 2, you know, back in the old right. days. So, and I was like, hey, I do this show. He's like, yep, no problem at all, man. So that was kind of how that all came about it. But I mean, that was 11 years ago. And, you know, the, the podcast thing has kind of really taken off and really in the last like five, six years, it's been really big. There wasn't a whole lot of it whenever I did it and started. And so I didn't have a whole lot to kind of go on and what to do. But I also had a couple of buddies who were in radio radio, like on terrestrial radio. And so I got to kind of polish my chops doing that, too. So I was on terrestrial radio for a while. Um, I've done some weird shows like that. I actually did some television back in the uh, the early 2000s and the whole bit. I've done some voiceovers for commercials. And so that, that, that's a lot of stuff. I didn't even know all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because when you look up Jeremy Johnson, like when you Google it. It's some uh, football player who no longer plays. So, yeah. So if you do, if you Google Jeremy Johnson MMA, 
Um, I'm the third one down, and then pretty much everything else, right except on. for the one guy who does. There was one other Jeremy Johnson who used to fight. Who was a fighter? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I have a hard time spelling those. So MMA might have been a little stretch. For that's, me. Fair, <laughs> that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But, uh, but yeah, so no, I've been at the business for a long time, so it, it just it kind of comes, you know. Right, before we get in, into anything else, do I have to? Did you get to meet Don King? Oh yeah. How, how, what is Don King like when cameras aren't rolling? Well, Don King is very old. Yeah, not, At this yeah. point in time, Don King's like 90 for real. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a very elderly gentleman. He has handlers. Um, his family actually moves along with him. So his entire entourage is basically made up of um, nieces, nephews, son, daughter, and then their production crew. But he was he was extremely nice guy. I mean, I know that he's got some ties to St. Louis to some not so good yeah, things. Yeah, um, you know, I'm confused. What are you talking about? He was uh, convicted of uh, murder. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. He, he killed <laughs> the guy here in St. Louis. Wow. So yeah, I didn't know any of that. That's yeah, what they claimed. Yeah, yeah. but he couldn't right, stop right. the guy. And he didn't. I don't think he spent that much time or anything. But it, it did happen in St. Louis. Dan O'Connor refreshed everybody's yeah. memory. <laughs> oh yeah. That was the first thing that I'm like, man, you killed a guy in my hometown, man. That's crazy. But uh, you didn't say that to him. No. The first thing I always think though is uh, Mike Tyson. Well, and there, but there's a lot, man. You know, I was I was sitting there talking to Larry Holmes, who was at the show. You know, oh, that that's was sick. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. Um, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to know, you know, get to know like Bernard Hopkins and guys oh. like that, like old old school boxers. Bernard Hopkins so. is one of my all time favorite boxers growing up. Larry Holmes, uh, I've grown to appreciate as I've gotten older mm-hmm. because um, I think he's the most underrated heavyweight champ of all time. Uh, I mean, how old was he when he fought Tyson? He was pretty old at that point. Yeah, he was in his forties. So. He's, he's remembered more for that than anything else he did. Oh, completely. But and he. Larry Holmes is actually still in really, really good shape, like as far as mental capacity goes. Because sometimes these guys, it's not great. You know, CTE after all of the years, it's, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of trauma, a lot of head injuries. Well, and but alcohol use. And I, I'm <laughs> well, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Larry Holmes is a clean guy, sober uh, living and stuff for the most part. Well, I mean, he had a beer, but that was about it. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm saying but for, for the most big. part, his yeah. life was pretty, wasn't extravagant or right. anything like that. But, you know, it, it, it was very cool. Um, Don King, the, the, the three words that I said to him was, you know, hi, how you doing? He remembers, though, everything. Um, he remembered that the guy that I was there working as a cut man for um, lost 27 pounds since his last fight when he won the title because we were a WBA uh, heavyweight. And he remembered all of that. Rem- and I don't know if somebody told him, but he remembered everything. The name, the coach, me. I mean, that's amazing. That's it was crazy to you know when Don King goes, "Hey, Jeremy," I'm like, "Holy hell, what just happened?" <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. there there isn't a and it, it, it ain't it ain't bragging, but there ain't a lot that starstruck. You know, I get starstruck anymore right. with that. But when people know your name, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so a little bit of that imposter syndrome. Kinda. Yeah. Man, well, somebody like Don King has been around. Uh, like, oh, oh yeah. He's yeah. Oh, not only is he el- he's a little older now, but he's also been around so many faces and so many people. Completely. And, uh, yeah, and he's known the who's who of everything that you can imagine. Uh, I think well, I do think of two things: Mike Tyson and Only in America. Yes. Only in America. Those are the two things I always think. And he of. still does the flags. Does he really? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> he had the flags. Damn near poked me with one of them. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, you also do. Uh, so how did you get into like all that the, the cut man and? The, the stuff like that. Did, sure. Do you have a background in? So I, f- I was in, I mean, I've been in martial arts since I was 10 years old. Um, I, I have a black belt in judo. I have a black belt in Okinawan karate. Um, I got a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
And so it was one of those that, you know, I've been around it since I was a little kid. And when I was at the Hit Squad, whenever the Hit Squad was still around, I had came in right as Matt Hughes was leaving and Jesse Finney was taking over. And there was really nobody in the gym who was like going to help corner, help doing that kind of thing. And there was nobody that wrapped hands. So we always waited around for, for Sid G to do it, you know, one of the greats of the area. Um, and so I basically sat down and I kind of figured the gist of it out. Um, I had gotten to know a couple people in the business and they showed me a few things up, you know, whenever we were doing shows and things. And so I kind of just took it and learned it from there. And then um, a lot of people don't know, though, but I was the first cut man for Shamrock FC. Like I was actually not the announced that I was not the commentator the entire time. Yeah, no, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So um, I actually started off as the cut man and that was kind of how I honed my chops on it. And then um, I got to know a lot of people in the boxing world just from traveling from media and things like that. And then about four or five years ago, I signed with the agent that I'm at now because I have, a, I have an agent. And my agent is big into boxing, has Hector Valdez, has James Crunchtime Wilkins, um, has Donnie Wahlberg. I mean, it's kind of funny, but, yeah, it's a real <laughs> weird kind yeah, of people. That's cool. But um, – yeah, so then that's how I got into, like, the boxing side of it. Right. Because he was like, well, I'm going to have you come out with this guy. So, like, I'm going to Dallas on Monday to go work with Hector Valdez. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a – That's crazy. Yeah, it is. To, from, aren't you from Granite City, right? I am. A young man from Granite City all – to Miami's – first of all, it's one of my favorite cities to just stop in at. Don't brag. It, it's, so <laughs> Fuck well, you. it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, so expensive. But it's wow. such a – Beautiful place, Austin. You, you have to go see it. <laughs> I think Joey's Joey's going down there this summer for uh, the <laughs> festival. Rolling Loud. He's going to Rolling Loud. So you've done a for all the way from Granite City though to all over like oh yeah. You got to be a little awestruck when you look, like think back of, and maybe not because no, you, you worked to this point. Oh no, there are times that I sit around and go, how in the hell did I even end up here? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm literally one time. Uh, funny story. We were out in Los Angeles for Golden Boy, and it was the first. Um combat sports that was happening in California since COVID and it was in USC arena. And next thing you know, I'm literally in having dinner, sitting down with Oscar De La Hoya, like right across from me, just having dinner. Um, and then after the fights, I'm in a car with my agent, a gentleman from the Chicago bears football team, a very famous coach in the world of boxing and my fighter at the time, and we're literally rolling down Crenshaw Avenue to go get hot dogs <laughs> at, like, midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the crazy – I'm like, how the hell did I get here? You know? Smile. Ear, e ear exactly. I'm like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing ever. No, I, I, yeah, that is that is super cool. Uh, I think I figured it out, Austin, though. Hmm. Uh, he's, he's kind of living my dream. Like, <laughs> all the people he's talking about, everything he's mentioned and stuff, that's why – Are you starting to tear up a little bit? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, damn, man. Like, you've, done, you've done a great job for yourself and uh, – but that's not the only thing you got going on, too. No. You, uh, Uppercut Whiskey. Yes. Is it your, your creation? You're, you're the, I know you're the owner of it, right. but are you the creator of it? I literally created that. My, my girl and I came up with Uppercut Whiskey in my kitchen. And when I say that, so I'm a big whiskey guy. I've been a whiskey guy since, you know, I could drink. Um, it all, I tell everyone, it started whenever my mother took me to the Jack Daniels distillery when I was 12 years old, and I got to smell it. I'm like, this is what I, I'm all about. This. <laughs> so I took that passion and I was, um, 
I, I was, you know, deep, knee deep in COVID. There was nothing to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try making my own. So one drunken night after finishing a bottle, I decided that I'm going to buy a whole bunch of still parts on Amazon and see what happens. You know, right. dumb drunken thing in the middle of the night. Literally bought all this stuff. It comes in. I start making it. It's not bad. You know, it's, it's pretty decent. And then started doing a little bit more with it, getting a little deeper into it. And then we started kind of playing with flavors and things like that. And I'm like, man, this really, it turned out to be pretty good. And so I took it to a friend of mine who happens to, uh, who owns a distributorship here in St. Louis. And I'm like, just try it and tell me what you think. And he goes, well, he says, it needs a little work. He says, but you've got, you're on to something. And so, because everybody hears cinnamon whiskey, they think fireball. Yeah. It, it's nowhere near. I mean, this is 90 proof. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I <laughs> no, mean, I, I, when I started a little bit ago and I was just reading the bottle from right here, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Fireball. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, 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 it couldn't be further from the truth. So, you know, it's 90 proof whiskey. Like, it's stronger than your average. That, yeah, yeah. It does. But so we created this product. I ended up finding a, um, a blender in North Carolina who also does Terry Bradshaw's Bradshaw bourbon. Mm. and does uh, Yeo Wolf's Creek Water. So that's their two big claims to fame. Yeah. And now they've got a country guy, and they're doing a rum for them. But um, So they make it to my recipe, my mash bill, and my process of actually making the cinnamon and the walnut because it's not an extract. It's not fake. So right, it's, it's not it's, like eating Red Hots. Right. Um, it's not like the old Hot Damn days whenever we were kids. Oh, Hot Damn. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. don't know that. You're too young you for know, that. You you're fucking big. old fucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, Austin, Hot Damn tasted just like the, the uh, Red Hots. The Red Hots. Yeah, like, like cinnamon like, candy. Yeah. And it was not good, but... <laughs> it was you not were 14, good. 15 years old and you wanted to get drunk. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you drink so. what, what you could get. But, so that's kind of how it came about, and it took off way more than I ever thought. Um... I ordered a specific amount to be made for the, what I would think would last me basically the year. So I, I ordered a year's worth of product. I ran through it in about two and a half months. Um, couldn't believe it. The distributors couldn't believe it. We were selling out Fryer Tucks so all the time. You had, uh, so when you say that you had the distributor, you ain't talking about you were selling it out of your house or your You car. can't legally. You were selling this at liquor stores and stuff. Oh, like absolutely. That. And it went out in two and a half months? Two and a half months. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, we're in 60 stores now in Missouri, and um, we are about to launch in Illinois. There's an exclusive for you. Right so, on. yeah, we're going uh, to hit Illinois <laughs> in, uh, in the next month, and we'll be in all of southern Illinois. And, I mean, it's, it's crazy because I, I'm getting calls to the, the website line from stores who are like, we're having people ask for this. You know, we were having it all over. So there was an MMA fight in Springfield, Missouri, and apparently every store in the area that didn't have it called my distributor and goes, so how do we get this stuff? Because 10 people walked in the door to get it. Asking for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, new eight, like the new beginning of Conor McGregor. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, what was, I already forgot the name of Conor. Proper 12, Proper man. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Except, I mean. Jeremy's is good. <laughs> Proper 12 was it was very hit or miss, but I, and I can tell you why. I, I wasn't I a big fan of it. I thought when it first came out, though, everybody was like typical, like, "Oh my God, it's such the greatest! It's better yeah, that's, than yeah. Jameson and stuff." And then uh, after he hit the old man or whatever, people were like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really think it's that good." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I liked it when it came yeah. out. It, it's 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 super light. It's a super light whiskey. It's actually made by Bushmills. Oh really? So yeah. it's not even something to just put his name on it. Yeah, I mean he. It, 
Bushmills is harsh too. If I'm not so, it's it's the it's the less aged Bushmills is basically what it is. Right on. There there are three parts to whenever they make whiskey. There is your beginning, your middle, and your end, or your head, your hearts, and your tails. Okay. So what they do is they take a little bit more of the heads, which is generally what you throw away because it's a little bit stronger. It's the methanol. It's the stuff that makes you blind whenever you talk about going to moonshine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So in that particular moment, they take the end of the heads and a the end of the hearts and the tails and put those together to make proper 12 where the entire hearts becomes Bushmills. Oh, shoot. So. so you look confused. I, 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 I'm, just curious, I'm just curious as how he can how does he how does he own that business to begin with and then sell it to whoever he sold it to for how, how does something like that even happen if it's not something that he made or created? Well, so you can sign your name to anything and be an investor involved in it. So okay, I've so I've had I couldn't believe it. I have had more people ask me to invest in this than I'd ever had thought. Now, I I didn't take anybody of it. I actually I'm a hundred percent owner. I own everything. Right. right, right. Yeah. Man. Um. Yeah. It. I own the name. I own the likeness rights. I own everything. Did you create the uh, the label? The label. Itself? Um. So Matt Fraser, who used to be part of Uncle Junkies, is actually my graphics guy and helps out a ton with everything that I do. And so he created the label off of some original artwork that we had done. And then we wrote the, uh, the, the, the sayings on the sides and all of that. And then we had to get it um, approved with the federal government. So every label has to be approved by the feds before it can be added to a bottle. Because they've got to get a piece of their own pie, of the pie. You so. have <laughs> – it would be amazing if people knew how much taxes on this stuff cost for, for, you, for, for, the owner. for me. Yeah. Right. So for every bottle of that that I sell, there's $3 of it goes to the government. Damn. How, how do we – that's insane. They get you coming no matter what. Oh. Like they're taking money hand over fist from people. Complete. And the liquor business is actually, the spirits business is actually worse than beer and wine. Oh. Um, we have to pay more in taxes than any of them do. So like if I would have created beer, I could have sold it on my own. With hard liquor, you have to have a distributorship because it has to be a three-tier system. So it has to go from the brand owner to a distributor to the end seller. You cannot miss a Pete because there's taxed at every level. Uh, you think okay. it's just because of the tax or because of, like you were talking about earlier, the moonshine where people go blind? Well, that's what they claim. Right, but it, right. every time that though, every time somebody was a, was charged on moonshine, it was tax evasion. It wasn't anything to do with the liquor. Right. right. So, yeah. Al Capone. Exactly. <laughs> that's how they got the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we're we going to get a drink of this? I was saying, yeah, I mean, it's probably about time. We, I mean, you know, we can we can, t- we can do a drink of it. That's fine. I'll make you a cocktail, whatever you want to do. Do you but, know that uh, uh, 95% of uh, all whiskey is made? You can, it's legal to make it in any, any state, but 95% of it is made in Kentucky. Is North Carolina the only other place that, it's, that they do the creation of it? At? No, 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 no. You can get stuff like this made all over. I actually had meetings with people in Kentucky about it. Um it just it didn't meet my vision. They didn't. They wanted to use like their mash bill and then put my flavoring to it, and I didn't want that. I wanted it to be a hundred percent everything that I created, and so I, I actually turned I turned away from a couple of big, of bigger um, blenders because of that. So right on. So you just want to keep it. It's yours. Yeah, absolutely. This is your this is your retirement. Um, I mean. I, I do a few other things, but yeah, I mean, this is this is the one that uh, this <laughs> is the one that my heart, kids huh? are happy that they want to take over. You know, not the <laughs> other ones; they don't care about those. But uh, that ain't no lie, though, for sure. Uh, no, but it, it seems like uh, from the feedback I've seen on Facebook, I mean, we have because of the fight game in St. Louis, or whatever. We have uh, quite a few mutual friends and stuff, right? But everybody raves about it. 
Like and, and nobody that I that ever and you're also very a very likable guy too. Right. Nobody's ever on the side over like that's not that good or whatever. Like everything I've ever heard about it really has been fantastic. Uh, just like you, the person and stuff. It's also funny though that if you were to look at Jeremy, um, he's kind of an unassuming guy. You would think hey, I could probably get I could probably take his wallet from him. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. probably not getting away with that wallet. <laughs> no, getting away with any of that stuff. Have yeah. you heard all the 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 MMA background that he's had in the past and stuff, and all the play, the different martial arts he's trained in? Right. He's definitely gonna take your wallet at the end of the exchange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, nah, I'm a I'm a calm, chill guy, man. I I I don't like conflict. I don't care about any of that kind of stuff, man. It's it's just. But if it happens, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'll sit and drink whiskey with anybody. So, but yeah, you guys want to try it? Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm, I'm actually, I feel a little upset at myself having gone this long and already not have tried it, to be honest. I mean, that's because you're a douchebag. Well, let's face it, because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> your, your dad drank almost an entire bottle one night at a fight. Yeah. So, I, mean, <laughs> I was probably why I was like, you know what? It, and that was the end of that. <laughs> it was, I, I probably heard that and saw that and was like, you know what? I should probably avoid it. <laughs> I feel yeah, like you're talking. We're not going to shoot it. Uh, oh, we're not? No, this is not a shooter by any stretch of the imagination. Oh. So. <laughs> that was one of my other big things. Is I didn't, I didn't want to create, you know, the, the the shot thing. I'm not a shot guy. I mm-hmm. sit, you know, when I go to a bar, I'm gonna drink whiskey, and it's gonna be whiskey, and I'm gonna have like a, an adult. Exactly, you know. So I'm not an adult. Well, <laughs> but no, like whenever you know, me and the guys from the MMA Bourbon Society go out, you know. Um, Jimmy Range, photographer extraordinaire. Craig Masello, you know, biggest cut man and out there. And oh, yeah. then Matt Frazier, again, is our behind-the-scenes guy. So, uh, you know, not a, not a lot of people know he's there. So. Sounds like I should talk to Matt Frazier, too, though. I mean. I'm going to have to have him on. That Maybe. cat knows a lot, man. He is he is all about behind-the-scenes. So, But, yeah, man, you just sit back, take it on the nose. You're definitely going to smell a little bit of cinnamon, but you also smell some vanilla. Yeah, vanilla, yeah I can yeah. smell the vanilla more yep. than anything. Um, you're going to get uh, a little bit of almost like a clove smell to it. Smells, what's that supposed to smell like? kind of smells like cake spice. Yes, I smell cake. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so the first sip now that you're going to take, though, you're not going to really taste. You're going to take it and wash it all over your mouth because it's going to numb your mouth out. Okay, once you get to that point that your mouth is now numb, which it should be after That's that. It's really flavorful. Exactly. And so then from there, you're going to take another sip, run it over your tongue, and then kind of let it go back. So now there, you're almost going to get a little bit of apple flavor, some, of course, some cinnamon, but that's kind of where that plays from. Right. And then on the back end is where you get that walnutiness to it. You know, it's not very earthy. It's it's more a finish. So it's really weird not to drink, but to have somebody explain to me exactly what I'm feeling and tasting. At, at the never, same time I've of it. I've never had a professional, or I don't know what you call it, but somebody who knows what they're talking about, like walk you through the process of, is that how you're always supposed to dig it? Absolutely. 100%. That's how you always do tastings. And so one of the other things that uh, the boys on the MMA Society show love to give me shit about, because we can swear on this show, right? Yeah, you can say, oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, like this. Son of a okay. bitch. I try to watch shit. that. So, But uh, no, th- they give me shit over the fact that um, I'm also a, uh, a certified whiskey steward, which means that I can, I can do tastings, pairings. Um, that's why you, you see a lot of the cocktails that we make on our show. I do those. Um, I owned a bar for a long time. I have interest in a bar now called the Speakeasy. So uh, I like it, that. It's, that's it's over in Illinois, correct? Yeah. That's so. sick. So the, add to the list one more thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so it, it's really all about helping people understand whiskey and how to really appreciate it and get the most out of it. It's not just to get you drunk. There is so much to well, it. I feel like I've been neglecting whiskey at I've this point I've never tasted uh, any flavors in any whiskey I've ever drank, ever. 
Like, until oh, just now, though? Until right. just, no, I couldn't yeah. taste every one of them. I could feel, yeah. Almost. As he was explaining yes. it. Yes. You're like, yep, check that one yeah, off the walnut list. Walnut was the last one, and I'm, I, I was like, I can't, what is that? What is that? And then he said walnut. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it right. is. Right, yeah. yeah. So, but that's why it's so different than any any flavored on the market. That was the biggest problem that I actually had whenever I go to talk to people about it is there's nothing that I can compare it to. Um, they're just now starting to even be real whiskey and cinnamon together on the market. There's a couple other companies, but they are actually a little smaller than we are. Even, Do you think so. you got the uh, the the cinnamon whiskey the the ideal kind of from Fireball? No, not in the least. Or or the fact that cinnamon's kind of the popular craze these days. No, um, I got it because I actually I thought it wasn't going to work. I, I didn't mean to insult you. Or anything oh no, like no 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 no! <laughs> um, I didn't think it was going to work. Right. Uh, whenever I first started making it, I had a. I had an apple pie one. I had a pear. I had a peach that we made. I had a banana. The banana actually may still come out. Um, that's the the potential of the next one. But um, no, my girl was like, "You really need to try this cinnamon and walnut because it's like it's like eating cake." And I'm like, "That sounds terrible." <laughs> and but we did it, and it turned out I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a hit." And the minute that I had it, after it had aged and done what it needed to do, I'm like okay, we really do need to sell this. And I took it to a boatload of real, like, mixologists in St. Louis. So the guys at Blood and Sand, the guys at Clark and Bourbon, Olive and Oak, all had a bottle before anything ever went out. Like, it was still the stuff that I made in my kitchen. And I'm like, what do we need to change? What do we need to do? And these guys were just like, this is something. And so we we were in a very unique situation because of that whenever we first launched we hit the biggest whiskey bars in town in St. Louis that no one can get into. You know, if you're not an allocated bourbon or, you know, in a big distributorship with a multi-billion dollar company, you can't get into these bars. And we did because I went to the grassroots guys and I'm like, tell me what you think. Let's make something with this. And they were all about, yeah, we're going to put a cocktail on the menu. So now you can go to the baseball game, go to Clark and Bourbon, which is literally next door in Ballpark Village at Live by Lowe's Hotel, and order an uppercut whiskey at the bar, and they will make you some of the best cocktails we've what seen. What are you not good at? That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. I have, th- that's the whole thing, though, is, is you you got to fail some to do it. And, I mean, I failed a lot in this in this world of stuff. Right, so. yeah. But uh, it, it's all obviously paid off for good. You, you even market correctly. It's not just having a good product and stuff. You've done like extraordinarily great job at, at all aspects of that, the, those places that you're supposed to be, those mile markers right. and stuff like that. Well, it was more one of those that, like, I took it from, I was pretty good at marketing my, myself. I was big in the ideas of personal branding, and it was because it was something that the that people taught me in the beginning. They really didn't call it personal branding back in those days. It was, you know, making a name for yourself. Right, right. But now, you know, as you know, as, as a fighter, you know, in this business, you have to do something to set yourself apart. It's not just being, you know, the shit talker that Conor McGregor is. There's other things that you need to do. And so I kind of took that to heart. And when I was able to get into sponsorships and things like that, I always used kind of used it as I was a human billboard and I could talk a great game for these people and do what they needed to do to, to, to provide for their company. That's what I think a whole lot of people miss in like the, the younger fighters coming up and things whenever they're looking for sponsorships. Like, well, you know, you could help me do this or you could get me this and then I could but you don't tell them what you can do for them. Right. And that's yeah. where you really miss it is you have to be able to provide value to somebody else. And I knew that I hit it whenever 
Lord, my hair gel sponsor, <laughs> sent, my hair gel sponsor sent me a message and he goes, okay, I understand. I, I, he, we met on, on Instagram, literally. And he, he sent me a message and he says, I sold more. He was from Utah. They were yeah. actually from Utah. He goes, I have sold more hair gel in Missouri, Illinois, since I, than I have in my home state. I know it's you. What do you want? It's for sure you, and uh, it's it's a uh, people out there. I don't know if they know this or not. Some people will, but it's a very um, it's a, like a, it's not a joke, but it's a joke, a running joke in the MMA community or <laughs> the fight community oh, about God. the best hair in the business and stuff you, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. always pictures taken of it and posted of his hair without him being in the shot at all. It's just his it's hair just from here up, <laughs> you know, from the backside and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's well, the hair gel? So I use a product called Bucks Burley. And it's bucksburley.com. See, you work them in anytime you get. <laughs> but um, no, they, uh, yeah, they take really good care of me. Um, I have some really cool sponsors who have been able to help me out doing a lot of the stuff. You know, I couldn't do a lot of the travel and things I could without them. But, um, but yeah, it, it's all about really making what they, what they need from you. And I brought a target demographic that they didn't have. But I took the whole jokes of being the best hair in, in mixed martial arts and I turned it into something. And that's that's how I got it. Right. Um, and actually, I, I thank the gentleman so, who, who started that. So that was before the actual sponsorship? Oh, yeah. Right on. Oh, that was a... I thought it was part of the... No, that was a... So you, do you know the story? No, I don't. Do you want the story? Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I've always been a little jealous. And uh, like sometimes I'm like, I don't think he's got the best hair in MMA. That'd be me. Your hair's never going to be <laughs> good. <I'm> just, <laughs> no, but yes, I do want to hear the story. So there is a very particular member... Of the Missouri Athletic Commission, believe it or not, who actually started this. Um, we were, I was at a fight one night, and somebody asked me what the secret to success was. And I told him it was uh, a sport coat and some good hair gel, as a joke. The next thing I know, there is a Facebook page that's not like a fan page. Yeah. It's like an impersonation page <laughs> of me. But it's not me. It's Jeremy Johnson's hair. Nice. And then all of a sudden... Nice. It became friends with like, within like a week, five thousand people. I don't know five thousand people personally. Right, right. You know, and it became such a thing that it was all over. And I mean, there were memes. There was everything going on. And I'm at a concert with my daughter. I will never forget this. And my daughter, I think, was fourteen, fifteen at the time. She goes, "Dad." Your hair just sent me a friend request on Facebook. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I'm kind of freaking yeah. out because I came from the music business back in the days, and you got to watch people who kind of – that kind of thing. He also added the music business in there. Well, <laughs> He just keeps adding shit to that <laughs> list. <laughs> I was. But so we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden my mom sends me a message, and she's like, what is this? Is this something that you're doing? I'm like, no. I have no idea what it is. Don't accept it. And so it kept going, and I'm like, all right, we'll just watch it. But anytime, like, if I would go to Starbucks and check in, my hair would do it immediately afterwards. <laughs> and then... That's, like, next-level trolling. It right really there. was. <laughs> no, I find it to be fantastic. No, it's, it, I, I guess it's not trolling, but that's, like, whoever was in charge of the account was taking a tremendous amount no, of all you do is get <laughs> effort. you get an alert. And every time he checks in or whatever he does, it alerts you. You have time to do that in your day? It's That's one, what I thought. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it would be that difficult to do. It takes one time to make This sounds like you're just now admitting that it was you. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not me. Uh, I'm a little, I wish I could say that it was me and stuff. I think it's next level awesome. And if I had been you, I'd have, I'd have walked with a strut. Oh, no. I yeah. was kind of freaked out. <laughs> um, I really was. Because then, 
So I'm getting ready at a fight. And so you, you've, you've been there backstage. You guys have seen it. Yeah. We practice. Not a lot of people know that, but like we practice the openers and we do all of this stuff. Then all of a sudden, from a way across the room, there's a picture that goes out that says, I'm warming up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's around? It's got to be somebody in this. And I'm thinking everybody, who's in this, who's in that? Still couldn't figure it out. Next thing you know, it makes a message that they're going to sell T-shirts with my hair on it. Well, I own my likeness rights because of all of the stuff yeah. that I was involved in. And so when you own your likeness rights, no one can make anything off of your image and make a profit with it. So when that happened, my attorney, who also had gotten a friend request from Jeremy Johnson's hair, sends me a message and goes, look, I'm going to end this right now. He goes, I know what, this is what they're doing. Here's what we're going to do. He fires off a cease and desist letter to the account. <laughs> I mean, like, straight up lawyerly, and he's a, he's a bulldog. I mean, he is a bulldog attorney. And next thing you know, I get a call, and, I'm, and, he's, and the gentleman from the Missouri Athletic Commission to whom this, who did this starts going, Jeremy, it's me. This got way out of hand. I never meant any of it. Listen, um, man, listen. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I'll st I'm like, okay. I, then I, I really thought it was funny because now I'm like, okay, now it's cool. It's not, you know, anything. Right. So it's I not, said, it's not a stalker. Right. So I said, all right, you know, you can turn it into a, uh, a page, you know, that's like a fan thing. Cool. Say whatever you want. You just, you can't make money off of my image. Even if we're going to give it to, if we no, want to do something, give it to charity. Sense. Right. We're good like that. But yeah. And so, but that's exactly how it all came about. And I mean, this went on for a good three months yeah. in the MMA world. I Is mean, that it was, page still like there. Oh yeah. Still it's still page? there. I mean, I was, just, I was just looking up Jeremy Johnson's hair when uh, I picked my phone up. I, I wasn't <laughs> checking messages from somebody else or anything. Uh, but no, I remember when it, when you put his hair, there's all these come up. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I, I didn't want to continue to scroll through everything. Right. I got in trouble one time before on the show for doing that. Uh, and I don't want to do that again. But no, yeah, it's still there. There's, it's not active anymore. No, wait, he's not. Posting. Oh, absolutely. He does it on occasion still. Oh, cool. Hair, the, hair dealer collection. Yeah, there there will always be. He puts things out on occasion, so it's the hair dealer. What, what's the hair dealer? Is it's it just, just a Facebook so crazy, page? So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Like I think it's. I'd feel a little. I'd feel my ego boost. And be like, yeah, man, they like my fucking hair. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so cool. I got my own fucking Facebook page. Imagine it <clears throat> when he was talking about the concert story. I really thought he, you were going to a place where it was like some person was gonna see just your hair. Be like, you're the fucking hair guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you? Uh, so why did have you not? Did you make any shirts? Have you sold any merchandise off of it yet? Like, no. How come? No. Um, if I would, I would do it for charity, um, and that would be the reason that I would do it. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I, I've never had time. I do so much stuff with the whiskey, my other business, um, you know, all of that stuff. So what's, it's just... What's your other business, if you don't mind me asking? You can always say no or... Oh, no. Um, so I, uh, well, so I own one of the bigger, um, what would be considered IT recycling businesses in the Midwest. So it's like we take computers from old companies and they get torn down and we recycle about a half a million pounds of computers a year. Wow. When you say recycle, uh, you turn it back into new computers? You, you we, we, we take them and they're ground up and they're made into other things. Right so on, right on. That or like if you buy a refurbished machine on Amazon, good chance that it could be one of mine that somebody bought from me. So. Right, and I was thinking when he said refer is what I said. Yeah. That's why I stopped listening for a second. I was like, refer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, problem, you know, it's, it's, it's the average day-to-day -day thing. So um, I, have a, uh, I have a partnership in a mobile bar. 
mobile bar. Yeah, so like you you pull up in a horse trailer at your event, and then you open the doors, and then people make you cocktails. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so we've got one of those. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, that's mobile bar. Yeah, yeah we I don't talk a lot about that. That's I mean, these are just cool. normal, you know, everyday things. So, so you guys are handling really, literally, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I I have an interest in a in a bar here in in the Midwest and a couple other things. So right on, that's cool. So, uh, you guys, wanna, we're gonna take a time out real quick and we're gonna come back and you wanna play squared up? Absolutely, awesome. Thanks, Halsey Roofing for all your gutter siding and roofing needs. Call Halsey Roofing, but most importantly, the man, the myth. The legend, Matt Halsey, we are forever grateful for. Jeremy was kind enough to make us a drink while we were on break. Uh, say hello, Austin. How was your drink, little buddy? Fucking delicious. And then I sat down in this couch, and it spilled all over. And you look more red than normal in the face right now. Yeah, I feel like a fucking dumbass. I hate it. Would you like to try some? I already tried some. I think it's fucking delicious. Super oh, good. it was really good. But now we're going to play Squared Up. You ready? Hit me with it. So explain to me what this is, though. No, what Squared Up is just the time we ask them questions. You give us your opinion, your answers, shit like that. It's, it's uh, like funny, thought-provoking questions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! For a round of Squared Up with Jeremy Johnson. You ready, guys? Hit uh, me with it. First question. Who is given credit for creating the bourbon whiskey? Oh, goodness. Um, so I would assume that we're probably talking about Dr. Uh, Pastor Elijah Craig. Oh, you son uh, of a bitch. I had looked it up, so I couldn't so answer that, that one. So <laughs> yeah, so no. I tried to trick him a little bit. No, Elijah Craig was the, uh, the the first person to distill it, started a couple of different distilleries like Heaven Hill and a couple others out there. So, What sport would automatically be more interesting if mandatory alcohol was involved? Oh, God. Uh, baseball because baseball is just terrible to watch. <laughs> That's no, that players have to be drunk. Absolutely, no, that would make yeah. it well worth it. Uh, he, he, you'd probably make that sport a lot funner. It, I don't know. I That's am, the first time I've heard anybody say baseball. I'm gonna go with diving still. So diving is a. I could see answer. diving be interesting, but I am just so not a baseball person that. And you live in a baseball town. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but. It's one of those that I could see it. You know, you get everybody about half crocked out there, and then like whenever somebody gets lippy at third base, you walk over, you hit him with a bat. <laughs> now yeah, we've man. got something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you woke up the opposite sex, what's the first thing you would do? If you woke up a chick, what's the first thing you're going to do? Wow. Um, let's see. I've already got good hair, so it's not going to be bad. <laughs> um, in. Uh, no comment. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's probably the best answer because Danny's going to go ahead and give you what's it, what, right, what is exactly. it. So, so. I don't have to be like, look at that thing. Right <laughs> <laughs> I have to play with it for my titties for sure. The very first thing I'm doing. Uh, what is your biggest fear? Snakes. I hate reptiles and I don't like cats. I, have a, I, have I don't a, know. I have an inane fear of cats. Cat, cats are, I don't like them, not because I'm afraid of them, but I just don't like I get cats. bit by one as a really young that person, and it, like, right. screwed me up. But Is there snakes, I literally came out of one of my old houses, and there was this, a, like, a four-foot black snake in the garage, and it took everything that I could not to shoot it. <laughs> like, I literally drew the sidearm, was going to shoot it. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are the snakes that actually help. 
the black oh, ones. Oh, completely. Yeah, I get that part, but it was like, yeah, nope. <laughs> he didn't give him. a fuck at that moment. Nope. <laughs> He's like, this between me and this snake I, I, right now. I, I, I the snake like was snakes. in my world, and I was going to end it. Yeah. I'm not having a snake in my house, because I, well, I think anybody who has snakes as a pet, Owen, uh, you're a weirdo. Like, 100%. My grandpa had You ever had a... seen a uh, one of those kind of people who are like, you know, they got like 27 reptiles in their house? I mean, yeah, they're like, damn. they're like, they just landed on the other side of the line. And if they had landed on this side of the line, they'd be a serial killer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> so fair, fair assessment. Cats, I, I used to hate cats when I was younger. I don't know why. But then one time I was sitting in my buddy's house after work and the, his cat was on this porch and it jumped down and his grass was probably just a little lower than knee high. And this cat, you couldn't see him crawling, but you could see the, the top of the grass moving like he was a fucking lion in the wilderness. And he crawled all the way up and then snatched the bird off the fence. Jeez. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen in person. And I love cats ever since then. That and they also think that uh, they've domesticated us. That yeah. We're, we're the pet and they're not. Yeah. Oh. I think that's super cool. That is pretty weird. They're like, hey, fuck y'all. Where dogs are like, let me see what you want. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> cats like, man, stop bothering me. Get the fuck away. Uh, where's, uh, if, would 15-year-old you be proud of you today? Oh, God. 15-year-old me was kind of a dipshit, so... So Fif- yes, fifteen year. <laughs> I, I no, no, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like um, you sold out to the man, man. You know, <laughs> I was kind of a skater boy slash musician kind of kid. So like, I was you know in, long hair. in a band. I had the Tony Hawk hair, and I was super fat. Like that's what. That's another thing not a lot of people know about me. I used to be super fat. Like I was three hundred and fifty pounds at oh, one point shit. in time. Pretty large. Yeah, and, but like, so as a kid, I was just like this fat skater kid, and so no, I, I mean, I would have probably thought I sold out to the man. You, you awesome. hit it on the fucking head. Yeah. Would you be proud of you? Why do you always, I hate when you ask me this question, you look <laughs> at me like, I'm not proud of you, so you shouldn't be proud of you. <laughs> That's not nice, so you, are you going to answer the question? No, I, I don't, yeah, 15-year-old me would be like, man, I thought we were going to be like hacking computers and making money now, and I'm not doing that, so... Stacking brick and cutting mortar. Yeah. Uh, what motivates you to work hard? Oh, my kids, man. I um, I grew up super, super poor, and I don't want my kids to ever experience any of the residuals and things that happened to me. So, yeah. I can relate more the, big I, time. I, was, I can't, really, but we had this discussion before on the show about, like, uh, people who grew up poor mm-hmm. end up with like the best personalities you know what i'm saying well uh, i will i will say depending that, not yeah. i'm not saying everybody but. no but i mean it it does it does something to you because you are number one you never stop it's never enough you're always doing something you're always out to do the next thing because you never want to go back to what it was and right. that's that's a gigantic motivation that my kids never have to see that yeah Right, but so this might be a personal question. You don't have to answer it. But do you ever worry that you're because your kids have not experienced any of those qualities in life that it might hinder them, like character trait wise or personality wise or, or drivenness in any I, way? I did at one point in time, but it really comes down to how they take it and how you perceive it to them. You know, it is nothing for my kids to go over and sweep our warehouse. Right. You know, they're out. It's not like they get handed anything and everything. You know, they my 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 kids were literally unloading a tractor trailer today in the heat. You know, yeah. I also so, see too, like your kids see you 
grinding and working. Yes. So that's, there's a little well, bit of, they that, got that, to see the facts, you know, that I didn't, you know, I didn't make it to a, a whole lot of things whenever my daughter was little. I wasn't able to do some of those because I was either traveling on the road with Shamrock or traveling on the road with music or doing the business things or all this other stuff. So, you know, yeah. What age did you lose, uh, lose the weight? About, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, it's been 15 years ago. So, yeah, about 15 years right ago. On. So it's too late for you. Is what Fuck you. <laughs> who would play you in a movie? Or who would you like to play you in a movie? Who would e- I like? Either one of those can be the way you answer it. Who would just normally play you or who would you like? Do they have to look like you? No. Okay. Who would I like to play me in a movie? That is a great question. Um, I would love to see somebody like Jack Black. Because I think that it could be... Just the funnies. Because yeah. there, there are some times that I like his personality. Um, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense, though. You know, it, it's, he's kind of the self-deprecating guy yeah. and, and everything. So I, I, that, that would kind of be mine. Austin. Man, I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of depends what the tone of the movie is. But if the, somebody's going to play me, like some of my favorite actors I would love to see play me out would be like, Who's gonna fit? You? Who's gonna fit the role the best? Do you think that it's gonna be you? But looks wise, uh, sound wise, can p- pull it all off. It's not for me. It's gonna be like Tom Hardy, you know, like the Bane character. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't know, man. I, 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 there's not a lot of five foot three. Who played? <laughs> <laughs> so you beat me too. Who played, who played the elf? In? Yeah. But, uh, well, how oh, tall is Tom Cruise? That, that guy's kind of short. Five seven ish. Yeah, I there's guess no five three ever. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart, but he's got to be white somehow. What, uh, <laughs> what household chore do you hate doing the most? Laundry. I hate doing laundry. Too. Man, you guys are not going to get along on that one. <laughs> I enjoy laundry. Do you really? I like. But he's a dork. You I, know. I enjoy it to a level that if uh, if I'm like agi- like agitated or fucking upset about something or like and my anxiety or whatever's up, right? I fold laundry. It's all good. In the hood, See, baby. I I don't like doing laundry, and I hate hate mowing the grass to the point that. I don't mow the grass. Yeah, I, I, I have a lawn service that does that. And if laundry is too much, I actually send it out and have it done. My, uh, I hate the grass so much that we used to live on an acre before we moved here, mm-hmm. and uh, my we didn't have a riding lawnmower, and I'm still not cutting it. I, we can pay for it, or my wife can push mow it, and she used to push mow it all oh. the time. Yo. What? No, <laughs> I'm not doing terrible. it. So either we're gonna self-propelled. I bought her a self-propelled lawnmower. Ooh. All she had to do was kind of walk behind it. There were some hills up and down. But you wouldn't do that. That's no. cold, man. You wouldn't put her through doing that because just because you wouldn't do well, it. One of my favorite stories ever is I'm playing washers with her cousin, and we're shooting washers back and forth, and we're drinking, and the landlord drives us by because we've rented the house. He drives by, and he stops, and he points and starts laughing because she's out there cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was one of the best things. She, she Didn't like enjoy it. it at all. No, she doesn't oh. like that. Uh, I, <clears throat> no. I hate no, dishes, no. dude. Dishes, dishes piss everybody off. Yeah. Especially when you, when I lived in a house with my dad, who leaves like chew in the fucking oh, shit. That's not good. At place all. always full of food. Just he, he leaves chew in the sink. He'll chew, spit in like a bottle or something, and then he'll forget. Like if he's drinking, he didn't forget. He'll yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, he didn't forget. He just doesn't give a Bo, fuck. Bo, you're a fucking Hoosier. I right? love you, but you're you're just disgusting, man. It happens. <laughs> what happens house, what household chore do you like doing the most? I I kind of group the the whole like sweeping everything up. And cleaning off, like wiping down countertops and everything, because I, I had talk- step that stuff I can get, because I know I'm just making everything aesthetically look the way it's supposed to look. Yeah, I'm in that. I I would think that too. 
We already discovered mine. It's laundry. I love doing laundry. The creases you can make in your clothes. And <laughs> yeah, if money were no object, what would you do all day? Everything that I do now. I love. That's the first time anyone's ever. Yeah, no, way. for real. Yeah. I, I love everything that I do. And I tell everyone, you know, there are the cliches of, you know, find what you love and then you never have to work a day in your right. life. It's true. Now, you can be out there and you can push and you can do. And I mean, I work my ass off, but I love what I do. I love the ideas of it and I love what it's done for everything. So um, my other big one is before my retirement goal is not only I have the whiskey brand now, but I want to uh, I actually want to um, own a vineyard and a distillery together. And in the Midwest. Uh, it would be here pretty close. Yeah. Right um, I actually looked a couple of years ago into buying one in southern Illinois. I didn't it, so. know. As a kid, you always, when I think of, I heard wine vineyard or whatever, I thought they had to be, for some reason, because I guess like a fruit, it had to be grown in the tropics or something. Oh, yeah. No. But no, it's not. Northern California is not. The weather's very similar to ours or kind of similar to ours. And that's where like the biggest vineyards are oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's beautiful up there, Austin. You should check that out sometime, too, if you ever yeah, get out of Just St. keep Lewis. bragging about all the places <laughs> that I'm probably never going to go. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you the first time you found out there was no Santa? And how did you find out? <sighs> I don't. <clears throat> I was pretty early, like an early yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude. I was the kid that was always skeptical. Like my personality is still pretty much the same. Just, you know, shrink it down to being a little kid. I was skeptical immediately and was like, there's no fucking way this guy's getting in our house. (laughs) (laughs) There's no fucking way. We don't have a chimney. (laughs) But, uh, and then there was the year that like dad stopped giving a fuck and was like, he was drunk or something. He was like, I'm Santa. I mean, come on. No, that motherfucker doesn't get credit for what I did. Exactly <laughs> I brought that puppy home. Exactly <laughs> I knew it, too. Uh, you your dad saying that complete and totally. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. How old were you? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't think I was ever told there was one. Just, just kind of knew. Yeah. It just happened through. Um, it was, uh, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of. Christmassy type stuff, anyway. So it really right. wasn't a mm. thing. I know how that is. Well, what do you think yeah. the the best way to go about that is? So I know a, a a family friend who what they do with their kids is they they say like all these gifts are from us, and then some of these are from these Santa gifts Claus. are That's from Santa. And do they do that because the neighbor kids don't have gifts? That are like they'll like some kids will be like, oh well, why why are they getting gifts from? What's my favorite thing to say? Fuck them kids. <laughs> uh, I don't care. But really, uh, I was a five years old. I walked in. I got to take a pee or something. Seen them putting out gifts. Don't oh, start crying and shit. You, well, you guys are saying, I'm not saying. Yeah, yada yada yada. Uh, but back to what you said though. I don't know, man. Because I told my kids about wrestling, pro wrestling, from a young age that it was fake and stuff. And once they they, they like grilled me on it, what happens here? What happens there? And I mean, if you kind of get the storyline, if you follow along about. What's going to happen? So about 90% of the time, I was right. Once they realized that it was not real, they quit watching. Yeah. Like it, it stole all of these memories right. that we could possibly have made because of that. So to each their own, I say all the time, I, I would love to do what Bo did. Yeah. And be like, that motherfucker's getting credit for my shit. He ain't. So, so I, do, I, I d- took it a different way. <laughs> Does the youngest me, still think? Yes. And I tell her that uh, I'm whoop his ass. I'm going to press the charges against him. I'm going to arrest him. I'm going to have him <laughs> handcuffed and stuff if I catch him this year. And I'm staying up all night to catch him. So I took it the other way with that because he's breaking into my house. He's obviously a criminal. And stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Do, but, how far of the extent do you guys take it? Do you like put the cookies out and shit? Yes. Or, really? We, no. Her, yes. <laughs> my wife does all that. Uh, I don't do any of that. Uh, what do you want to be remembered for? 
Um, I want to be remembered for more being the guy who tried to help anybody who ever asked me. Um, you know, you told the story of me sitting down. I will do that with anybody. Um, I believe that there is enough work, there is enough money, there is enough anything for everybody out there. I have people who come up to me and ask me about the whiskey business. I will tell you everything that I know. I have people who come up and tell me about, ask me about real estate. I will tell you everything that I know. I didn't you know, know you were in real estate. I, you d- you d- I, I, own Shocker. A, I own a few houses. Shocker. Own, so, <laughs> no, but but uh, I, will t- I will help anyone that I can. I will throw that out there to anyone and everyone. Yeah, so. And I can tell you, as a te- you generally did do that. Like I had talked to other people uh, at the time, around that time, or attempted to talk to people, and everybody kind of blew me off. Nobody right. was like willing, wanted to sit down and talk. about yeah, or something, yeah, whatever. Like realistically, and you, you sat down. We were drinking. I, I was drinking. I don't know if you really were or not. But you, we, in the middle of a bar, and you talked to me and gave me your opinion and how you kind of did things and what you thought I should do as well. I will always remember that and appreciate that greatly. Uh, mine is like almost the same exact thing. Like pretty, like I've always wanted to be the person. Just everybody's like easygoing guy, always looking to help people out. You said something when you were explaining it that I like it resonated with me when you said there's enough of everything for everybody there to is. have and go around. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a that's a trait or like a just a thought that nope, there's not enough of. Like everybody's like thinks there's this like finite amount of success. And it, it, it's so wrong because it, there is so much opportunity for everyone to do whatever you want. That, you know, if you would come to me tomorrow and go, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. It's about whiskey and mixed martial arts. Cool. You want me to tell you how I did it? I will tell you. Right. I'll tell you how I got on iHeartRadio. I'll tell you how it all happened. Wow. That, that's really a, a bad still- thing in the MMA community, too. Yeah. Like, like, guys that are so quick to uh, say so-and-so has a really good fight. Well, we're in the same weight class. Now I'm a, I don't like that guy, or I'm jealous of that right. guy just because he had some kind I, of success. I've never understood that, I'm that th- I aspect. I wish St. Louis MMA would do more training together. As yes. opposed to, I want to like, because I can think of, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say their name, Clark Stith and Owen. Yeah. Like, those guys would cross train. It, it they would both get so much better. From it. Yes, yeah. because if you make them box or you make them do wrestling only drills and stuff like that, there's there's no end to where this could go. Right. Uh, and it just, and not, not that those guys don't or won't, I don't know, but I'm just bringing their names in. But this doesn't happen at all because people are always, well, I have to get better to beat him. And I, I kind of get that because there's certain levels that you have to, Attain uh, and True, markers yeah. you have to meet before you can go on to the next. But people should generally help out people more. And well, even especially like after you fought, like after the fact, like it should be okay. There's also a weird like there's weird gym dynamics in. Well, there's in the weird city dynamics in, in in the mixed martial arts world. Period. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a complicated you know, sport, really. It, and there is, you know, there's there's people who don't like specific promotions. There's people who, you know, well, just because one was successful and, you know, they were bad and all this other kind of stuff. And I mean, there is enough for everybody. Yeah. Plain and simple. Let me ask you this. And uh-huh. I wouldn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm not going to say any names or whatever. But do you believe that a person that has done business incorrectly and does the same business five years, 10 years later from life, would you give that person a second chance to do business correctly the second time? Um, Yes and no. And the reason being is, is so I'm, I am of the thing that I will give anyone the opportunity the first time. If you screw me over, then we're done. Right. And I'm not, I'm not mean, I'm not out to ruin you, but I won't work with you again. Right. And so I, I do have that in me. Um, if it's, 
it takes a very rare occasion for me personally to ever say, yeah, all right, we can try this again. So I, res- I can respect that. And I, under- I-, I completely understand that. Uh, the person I was specifically thinking of, I just know in a different, I, I won't go into it. We'll move on to the next question. <laughs> uh, I was wondering how long we were going to tell that line. <laughs> Let's just move on. What is the best era of boxing and why? Oh, goodness. The Sonny Liston era. That was the original days. That's when. That's never mean. That, exactly. That was when it was, <laughs> it was so raw. It was so just, there was so much to it in those days. And I, I still love to go back and watch old time Sonny Liston fights. You know, he's your favorite uh, boxer. Yeah. I, I respect that. Uh, the '90s is the best era of boxing history. I was thinking something you know, around the same time. My grandpa used to say the '70s and with Ali and Ken Norton and all those guys. I mean, it's a great time too. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, we had the, the best guys ever in the '90s. We had, we, you know, you know, they had in the '70s. George Foreman. Guess who we had in the '90s. Holyfield. George Foreman is your your favorite boxer. The greatest boxer of all time. <laughs> I don't care what says he's beaten Tyson. He beats Ali. Okay, so nine out of ten times they only fought one. But that's not the best. That's not the best. No, well he fought in. The well, 90s. former fought in the nineties. Yeah, he fought yeah. in the nineties. I'm saying uh, Holyfield, uh, Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. I, it was just Tommy Morrison. People don't remember how great Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison. Was. Uh, Famous Ray Mercer. There were so many. What uh, decade? He- I'm saying heavyweights. We so, also had De La Hoya. We had Bernard Hopkins. <clears throat> so what? have you seen Kenzie, Tommy's son fight? I've not. I did read about it. Cat's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What is uh is he a pro? Is he pro? Oh yes. yeah, he's got like 14 fights I, out of Kansas City. I oh, seen sure. that, but I didn't. See, I didn't. I haven't actually um, seen any of his fights. What yet. decade did? And th- I'm just having a brain fart. I used to know you're, this. You're young. It's okay. Uh, did. The Ward and Gaddy fights take place in the nineties. Okay, yeah. that's, that's the, some of the greatest. Like the first yeah. time I met, I seen Gaddy. I said I met him, but uh, he fought. <laughs> uh, he fought a, a Mexican a guy Dude, out of Mexico. Arturo Gaddy. No, was, no, Gaddy got beat on for two rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, no, mm-hmm. bad. His eyes. Rodriguez is the guy's name. Yeah, I've seen the fight. And yeah. his eyes. I think I told you about it. His eyes well, swelled I've, shut, yeah. and the other one was almost swelled shut. And then he comes back and he wins it in like the fifth round. Or yeah, something like man. That. He's one of the. Cri- the I've been a fan the of ultimate guy. blood and guts warrior. Been a fan of him ever since. When I realized. That I didn't know shit about boxing though is when uh, they are uh, not they Mayweather fought Gotti and I I bet on Gotti because mm. mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know and then that's when I, I started understanding there was levels to this stuff yes oh yeah and yeah Mayweather but was on a completely different level Gotti was so entertaining though like the just reckless abandon in and the boxing we love yeah. the warrior yeah yeah I'm gonna go out on my shield that's people that's why people st- stick around in U- the UFC with a 500 record like Jeremy Stevens. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually below 500 because it's it is blood or guts. He's I don't gonna, think he's below 500, it, but it's yeah. really close. I, I promise you, it's really close. But yeah, I love Jeremy Stevens. He's yeah, but that's so why, fun though, to watch. Because he, your dad, Bo, is an ex- prime yeah. example of that people love to watch Bo fight because one way or another, somebody somebody's be- going out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they were some. Your your dad was some of the most fun fights that I have ever called, and you know. I, I work training with your dad on, in a couple of fights. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was one of those that he is such a hard worker. But yeah, it was so much fun to watch and so much fun to call. So. The best fight I've ever seen. And I, 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 man, I wish we weren't related so I, I, I wouldn't be skewed on this. Yeah. Him and the Brian Shell fight. The, the second one, or the first time first they fought. One. His second fucking, fight. It was yeah. just fucking insane. Yeah. Like, but he that was the first fight I've ever been to. Imagine being a little really kid. Oh yeah. My God. So all downhill from there. <laughs> 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 yeah, kind of. But He took a timeout. To catch his breath, but not a real timeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking insane. Both of them were. Well, but no. Like, imagine being a little kid, and oh, like yeah. the first time you see your dad fight, it's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Like, Jesus Christ! Is this how it's always gonna be? Uh, what is the acceptable amount of pillows 
to have on your bed, and how many do you have? <laughs> Did you really go here? <laughs> Did you really go here? The ultimate callback. <laughs> wow. Want to talk about? Let's let's go back to Facebook stalkers here for a minute. <laughs> Jeez. Obviously, you made that page. <laughs> oh. So this was a conversation that I was having on Facebook, and I would say that number one, if there is a pillow on your bed, you should be able to use it to sleep on. Right. The, the, these these ideas <laughs> of pillows on the bed that are not made for anything but decoration is dumb. <laughs> Yes. And I sleep with three pillows. Thank you very much. How many do you have in your right bed? Now? But I mean, <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. I have I have five, oh, like yeah. like four. Just you? Yeah, man. Really? But like I don't. But there's it's just like there's two Austin, layers. Do you need of the to same. tell us something? Do you cuddle with them? I no, mean, bro. No, no. It's just. <laughs> well, I cuddle. I let my I let my sister when I moved out. I let my sister like pick everything out, and that's what all came with the the bed shit. So like I don't. I might not always sleep on those pillows, Austin, but they're always on the bed. No bed has ever came with five pillows. Nobody is selling a bed with has, five pillows. It, had, it came with five pillow. Well, it came with four pillowcases, and then it has one little tiny piece Box. of shit pillow that nobody. You with no, I toss it off with. every night. It gets <laughs> ends up on the ground. So, but then it winds up on your bed. So do you make your bed every day? I make my bed every morning before Absolutely. I go to work. You fucking rock stars! I leave before I <laughs> made my wife still sleeping. No, uh, there I missed out on it one time last week. I was like rushing out, and Chris came over to the house like we were gonna go fishing. No, he goes. I came out the. Sh- I came out of the bathroom. He's like, caught you, because he came in while I was in the bathroom. He's like, caught you lacking. I was like, I heard you come in. He's like, no, your bed's not made, bitch. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole weird dynamic y'all got going. Uh, I got uh, three that are from my side. I have two stuffed in one, and then another. Uh, they're supposed to be decorative. It's not. No. And then I steal hers all the time too. Decorative or not. So you cool. sleep with. How I many? sleep with all of them. I put them under my legs. You, I cuddle with them. I, you, know. you were just acting like I was weird. You got all weirded out by the question and stuff. I no. Cuddle, <laughs> cuddle the shit out of that pillow. You got, a, you got a body pillow. pillow on the bed? I wish. I wish. <laughs> Sometimes I stretch them out. I'll pull the pillow out of the pillowcase. So there's still... Because it's two pillowcases. Two pillows in the pillow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a body pillow, body pillow at that point. I wrap my leg around it. And I'm like, hey, babe. Comfortable. <laughs> uh, if you could go to any era or year in history, what year would it be and why? An era was only added because people were like, well, how about we go to the Romans? Oh, yeah, no. I want to go to the gangster era. I want, I want in the 20s. Yeah. I, the 20s. The 20s. I want to see prohibition. I want to see Speakies. the ideas of the speakeasy, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all into that. Um, it, it, I love the idea of, you know, gangsters and Al Capone and that kind of Fuck stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be definitely where I would go. How about you? That and men wear good suits back then. They did. And I'm a well, fan at least on of TV big they suits. Did. So. Yeah. At least on TV. Here comes you making a joke about how I'm young I am. I got a couple cool ways. Like 12. I have a a weird um, nostalgia emotion to a decade that I did not live in. Like anytime between like the seventies and eighties, I just wanted to see that, which is like you know you're old as shit, so you know. But <laughs> I was there for those, uh, not the seventies. The the also I, I think like the fifties the weren't that cool. The eighties were not that cool. I don't know why. I don't know why you guys. I just I because I their, gen- their generation sees that though. As because it was so over the top. Because I mean, let's be honest, the, the 80s were so the over bad the, clothing. Everything, well, but no, but I, yeah, but liked. everything was that's when, like, I feel like media started to take a different turn towards, like, like you said, like over the top, extravagant right. kind of shit. The like, skeet shorts you all wore are in the, in the 80s, 
there was a reason we didn't wear them in the '90s, and then you all fucking are still wearing them now. Like you brought them back in style. That is right. horrendous. The clothing style of the '80s so, was the worst era of clothing. I ever. only have a nostalgia. Like I was 70s the I get. I was or the, the '60s. Colors, yeah. the '70s looks so. Fun. '70s I get. They I could do cool the '60s fuck. too, probably. And I could have been Shaft for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I also have that of uh, that this like, like everybody. You guys were always outside. Like everybody was just out doing things or running around and so doing were shit. You guys. I was, but we weren't. It wasn't like we were not like latchkey kid type shit where we were just running around all over the neighborhood. Like my dad was see, like, "You don't need to do that." See, you, I hate to break this to you too. They're lying to you when they say everybody. I'm was not doing saying. That shit. I know you were. Well, I know you well, were. So let's not talk about well, it. Well, that's because we didn't have no supervision. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my mom's are somewhere else. But I used to say I would go back to 1963, November 22nd, 1963, to be exact. Jeff Kent, JFK. But I, I already know what happened now. Michael Francisque, I think it's his name. He's a former underboss for one of the uh, one of the mob families of New York. He said 100% it was done by the mafia. They're the ones who got it. probably to, makes the most sense. He said without a doubt. And I believe him. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously he's a mafia and he's got a, a lot to boist about and stuff like that. But I, I watched it on TikTok and I believe the, uh, the video I seen of him saying it. Because he had mentioned it several times that he wasn't there and he didn't know. But he has on good authority. But then he just came right out and said it. They is one hundred percent. He was ki- uh, killed and, t- and got to by the mafia. So I no longer want to go to JFK. So okay, but so was it the guy who? So you're talking about the mobster that they say was dressed up as the cop at the top, where mm-hmm. they shot him from over the top, and then he hands the gun over I'm to the guy. I'm not saying how. I'm not okay. saying how. Because that saying, I, I'm with you where you're at. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge conspiracy guy. Right. Too. I, I just believe stuff, I yeah. believe one hundred percent for sure that he was done in by the mob now. Yeah, and when you look at back why, like the mob, they gave him Illinois. His, he needed Illinois to win the fucking presidency. Yeah, they they delivered Illinois, and then right afterwards, Robert was like, "All right, we're gonna go after the mafia wholeheartedly now." Yeah, instead of being like friends with him, like they had, yeah. like Dad had agreed to. Right. So now I want to go back. Most and, sense. I want to go back and talk to uh, Abraham Lincoln, sixty-three. I want to say eighteen sixty-three to see how cool. I just have a, see what that was like. <clears throat> the country, the hysteria, and uh, how everything was afterwards. I don't want to save him or anything. If you could sit on a bench and talk to anyone past or present, who would it be and why? Oh, God. That's a great one, too, man. You came up with some really good questions for this. Um, I would love to sit down and talk to... <laughs> Is that him? That was yeah. That was that was good. I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I couldn't get Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> Does he think he was a real person? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's what makes the joke funny. Oh, he was being funny. I thought he, he was just being a dumb kid. No, I right. I know the movies. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, Calm down. Often. No, um, I would love to talk to somebody like, like an Al Capone, like um, you know, back in those days of, of the mob people, or then into more like um. Like you said, like Abraham Lincoln, I think would be amazing to see. You know, that would be the, the ideals of what the country was like back then. You know, coming out of even like some of the Civil War time guys would be amazing. So for me, George Washington, because like they they, they pretty much offered him the, like a kingdom. They, they, yeah. They, they were, after he was done, they were like, "Do you want to be King George? We got you." And he was like, "No, I'm good. This is what we need to to push the country for." Uh, I would like to know his thought process to that, and like what made him. Do you know if the, you ever think that? I don't know. I gotta believe there's probably some people in his ear that were like, "Hey, man, don't, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't." I don't. Th- I think he was less altered by the people around him than almost than any era of presidency ever, because he wasn't. 
Because they probably were being like, yeah, but George. but do you un- like you understand that like a lot of history has painted in a glorious way so that you are supposed to think. Hey, this is what I'm going to tell your generation, you woke motherfuckers. I'm not woke at all. Everybody <laughs> paints history the way the way they, they want it to be right. said. Sound. Exactly. No matter who the writer of that history is. Well, I know, but we also look at things like you guys were just talking about me with the '80s, and we look at things like a rose-colored lens, sure. like Abraham Lincoln. We were talking about Abraham Lincoln, but if you go back and you look at like the documents from that time where what press was saying like Abraham Lincoln for one wasn't in support of the things that he ended up doing in the end right away like there's this thing that says like Abraham Lincoln is doesn't deserve the 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 You're praise yeah, that we give him are, I believe those people are wrong you think you want to know why you want to know why because it was over when 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 the Civil War was over this is what happened who's watching who's responsible for the reason that we don't have slavery that guy so to be for now to be, go back and revisit it or say and you you could say you could hear me say all kind fuck them kids. If you seen me or heard me a hundred years from now say fuck them kids, you'd be like, oh, he really didn't love his kids that much. He didn't care for his kids at all. He right. was a shitty dad. But if you seen me around my kids or you knew the truth, but it's 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 the same type of shit. I get I get I get what you're saying, but respectfully, you're wrong. <laughs> so you're saying that Abraham Lincoln shouldn't get the credit he gets. No, he deserves the credit, but he shouldn't. I we people we look hold at, him as I regard. We should, but not in the way that he's like. When you're a kid and you're taught about Abraham, when you're a kid and you're taught about Abraham Lincoln, you're like, "Oh, it's Abraham Lincoln. He was this godly person." But if you look at documents from the time, he wasn't in support of freeing the slaves until it was all said and done. That's because he is. He is the awesomest president. Shut your face. No, I'm not saying I hate Abraham. (laughs) What are your two biggest pet peeves? (laughs) Oh goodness, Um, I am a I'm a clean freak. So I, I want everything to be clean and orderly, and I think that has a lot to do with my ADHD that's undiagnosed but been diagnosed. He's hating being here today, guys. Oh, no, no, it's, <laughs> all it's all tore up. Uh, up there. There's a puddle of drinks yeah. in front of our feet. He's probably been looking at it just like, come on, man, I just want to clean that shit Let me clean that up. clean that shit up with his shirt. <laughs> no, and uh, people who chew with their mouth open just drive Ooh. me. So that, those are, yeah, those man. are those. And then people who want to talk to me while I'm in the bathroom. And I don't mean that weird. No, but I know so what, you like, mean, what you mean. Like, so like, even if you're at home? No, well, no, like if I'm in a fight. Yeah. And I have to. Okay. I I have, <laughs> no, literally. Yeah, finish this because I got some things to say. I mean, like, if I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I get like, number one, I get like 10 minutes in between, you know, the sets, oh, you know, whatever. Okay. And so like, I'll run in and I'm like, and everybody's like, man, this is what I'm like. Awesome. I'll talk to you. Just give me a second. Let me finish. It's all I okay, ask. I've never all yet. I ask. I know I ran into you in the bathrooms at the fights, and I don't think I've said anything to you <laughs> why you're using the bathroom. So I'm cool. Well, there, there have been others who have. I actually had a guy once, because Kansas City is a little bit of a different animal for what we do, and they're, like, really into it, and they, like, want yeah. pictures and the whole bit. I had a guy ask me while I was in the bathroom if he, we could have a picture. I'm like, can we wait till I'm done? And I'm like, <laughs> yep, no problem. So, yeah. Yeah, that— I, I would definitely be one of those guys that— uh, Sparks up a conversation <laughs> at hey, the urinal. Let's get a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Dude, what is the best gift you've ever received? Oh, did I cut you off? I'm no, you're gone. fine. It don't matter. We can Go move ahead. on. About yeah, something you wanted to say. Oh, I was because you said something about my dad eating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bro. Like when I would, because at our house when we all lived there, it was like everybody had assigned seats to di- at the table. Like, get the fuck out of here. Not like assigned seats, but everybody always just sat at in the same spot. spot. Okay, yeah, okay. like that's that their spot. Sure. And I always had to sit next to that motherfucker. <laughs> and he eats like a caveman, bro. Like, like, <laughs> listen, listen. It sounds like this. It sounds, he's just like sitting there just like, oh my lord. <sighs> 
like just the whole time. And he's scratching his fork off the plate and shit, and I want to punch him in the face. But now that we're talking about him, uh, oh my. We We can't sit here and just roast him. He's going to get buttered. I'm going to roast him right now. (laughs) We were sitting um, at a place not long ago, and he was like sitting behind me off to the right, though. And I hear. And I look over and he's just on his phone playing. This is at the hospital. You guys he's are at the hospital. Doing, yeah, he, I didn't want to talk about all that. He's <laughs> oh, not doing bad. anything. He's not running. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing jumping jacks or push ups. He's just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, hey, dad, hey, I would say the same thing to him. Hey, dad, you might want to, like, you know, cut back on the shit. <laughs> and he'll go, he'll go, shut the fuck up, pussy. And this is, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's, fam- it's our famous what, saying ever, shut the fuck up, pussy. Yeah. What's the best gift you've ever received? Oh, man, got to be the kids. My kids are awesome. So that was the safe answer. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. the real to answer. Me, to me, those, those are the best gift anybody ever gave me. I gave those to her. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, Father's but. Day's coming up, man. So. <laughs> well, what is your favorite zoo animal? I am a tiger person. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Tigers are dope. They win. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah tigers are dope. We got to stay on that when they're the best animal out there. Uh, <laughs> how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? See, I don't think that. The chickens are going to take out the elephant. It would have to be a massive. No, no, they're coming in waves. I understand they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't stop until it's done. Until, until, until it's dead. done. I mean, there there has to be thousands of chickens because that elephant's going to look like you're a chicken. I'm I'm gonna mess you up, and also, that's how it's going to go. So he's going to stomp them, and it it you, you're going to have to get like you know ten one trillion seven hundred forty eight billion two hundred thirty six million one hundred forty eight thousand one hundred two. That's got to be. It's got to be all a number right. like that. Yeah, it's got to be. We don't ever like people underestimate we and you until you see it online all the time like how durable animals can be. Like you'll see like a deer with like a with an arrow through its eye, and it'll live like that for years. First of all, fuck that deer. Second of all, have you ever seen the lions attack a fucking, like, an elephant, a grown elephant? No. Oh, Oh, yeah. There was one, there was, like, 20 of them on this, their lioness, all biting the back of it, and the people who were recording it were like, as soon as it falls, it's bad, it's gonna be over. Oh, yeah. Austin, this went on forever. Then the fucking thing finally falls, it's dark now, and you're like, oh, they're gonna eat it. No, this bitch gets back, like, they're eating on this motherfucker as it's still alive. Right. And finally, it was like, all right, I don't feel like dying today. And it shook them all off, stood up, and walked off. Yeah. The cra- craziest yeah. thing ever. That's how I know it's going to be trillions. It, yeah, like, completely. Insane yeah, number. Completely. There might, be, there might not be enough chickens. What is your favorite <laughs> movie? Forrest Gump's one of them. I loved the ro- – <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Uh, I loved all the Rocky movies as a kid. I just loved them. Like I had somebody the other day tell me that they were over the Rocky we, series. Yeah, man, fuck that, that guy. No, we oh. talked about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, who, I forget who it was, but yeah. he was talking about the new ones. Yeah, uh, those aren't great, but it's still fun. It's still fun. Favorite movie? Uh, the Dark Knight. It's hey, great. Yeah, that's the best by far away. The best <laughs> comic of all those movies ever made. That's the best one, and I think it really kicked off that whole. Well, did you watch the new Batman? Yes. No, no, I, I don't need to. Well, you watched it. I what did, did you think yeah. of it? I thought it was good. It was not at all what I expected it to be. Yeah, was, I was a little thrown off. It was off like by it. emo. I mean, I was waiting for you for know, sure. It was emo. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was waiting for them, you know, to play like Black Parade or something. As yeah, it was going on. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was pretty emo. But now, Dark Knight, all the way. Does your generation have a different term or like meaning for emo? I don't know. So like, I think the, I think the we always do. talk about like my my generation, my generation. But I feel like with my age, I'm like it. Our People my age are like in this weird in between yeah. stage. But, but our words are still like different. Right. Music, so, but, they but don't mean we the same. we've tied, but we're a lot of tied to like what our parents were into. Because like me and my buddies aren't. 
I mean, there's obviously some kids our age who have like jumped over to like let's say like woke stuff, but like, but a lot of us aren't like that. Our age group kind of sat in the middle of that. So when I think of emo, I think of like, like uh, My Chemical Romance as yeah. a band, or like people who might right but there cut is a, themselves. There is a difference in wording between like your generation and mine, because I have a hard time sometimes. Because I'll even ask my daughter who's 21, I'm like, what do you mean by this? Like the the term privilege to them, to me, whenever you were privileged. It was you were the rich kid in town, and you got everything and all of this, that's and I still you didn't have to it. work for it. Whereas she keeps telling me, well, well, you're privileged. I'm like, how the hell am I privileged? Right. I work 17 hours a day. I've done this you know, for all of this, and she goes, no, it's not that. You've made it to a specific level, but you're still the privilege of having that level. And I'm like, that's not it. That's just what hard work gives you. Yeah. And she's like, no, you don't understand what we mean by the word now. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. What is something most people like, but you don't? What, mo, but what is something most people like, but you don't understand? Oh God, I don't understand the idea of going to movies and watching TV. And I don't want to sound like I'm. Wait, what? I don't really go to the movies. Okay. And I don't watch television. I just don't have the time to right. do it. And it's not so like it, when I say that, like I discovered. My girl turned me on to a show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Okay, but here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. I found out about that. Like eight months ago, yeah, yeah. And I didn't so, really start watching it until like, more recently. I didn't too. know what CSI was I, until yeah. you know, and it was just one of those things. So like, whenever people are like, oh, well, did you see this? No, I didn't. Or did you, do I know this movie actor? That no, I really I can, didn't. I so. can relate to that because I I quit watching TV. Period. I, like sport, even sporting events and stuff. I I don't watch. I'm I'll catch uh, pay per view fights. Uh, I had to buy the Hulu for the last two games of the NBA Finals. Because I didn't have it. Mm. We had taken it off there. So I literally watched no TV. The last thing I watched, though, before I quit watching TV all the time, was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's yeah. fucking It's hilarious. the greatest sitcom in the history of mankind. <laughs> it's Always it's, Sunny is like the the live-action equivalent. It's, the it's the funniest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's the live-action equivalent of like uh, of like South Park. Like yeah. They can yeah. do the most egregious shit, and they never and, get in trouble or anything like that. It's so campy, and it's so well-written. Yes. I mean that they, that you believe it. Yeah, and know? they keep doing they yeah. keep doing new seasons. Yeah. What song is your guilty pleasure? For example, go ahead. The climb by Miley Cyrus is the greatest yeah. top five greatest songs of all time. It's an A plus. It's an A plus. If song. you don't believe me, when you leave here tonight, go home and listen to it before you even get out of the subdivision. Crank it, it all the way like, up. Yeah. Damn, it'll give you that chills. Dude was right. <laughs> <laughs> top I five. I can't believe I'm even gonna admit this one. Uh, bye 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 bye. Uh, sync. Oh, bye bye bye. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, I feel bad. I just said that. <clears throat> I really, like, you know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so there, there goes all of my street cred. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's okay because we established already. If anybody tries to check you on the street, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. probably gonna be bad. Not gonna be good for you. Yeah. Uh, not just me. Everybody in my friend group. So all the all my homies that you know that for me growing up, we all love the, the song. Uh. Uh, I want it that way by the, by the by Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys. <laughs> yeah. We sing it like every time we all get drunk together. It'll be like, all right, turn I, it off. I honestly don't know that one. You know that one. I don't. You, you, you know. I know it. that one because no, because I used to make fun of Mesmer for listening to boy bands all the time. It's basically the same concept. But no, we were that age when I was that age when they came out, right. and I was like, none of these dudes have talent. Name me one of them that's ever gonna have talent. And he was like, oh, you see that curly haired guy? He's gonna have talent. He'll be around when we're in our forties. He's right. But Danny's in his forties now, and he's still here, dude. The guy's crazy talent. But I don't remember the Backstreet Boys, mm. like what they sang. The that's your song. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I want it that way was their best. I think that's their top song on like. Which strings? 
Huh? Who played this? They had, the, they had a music video with strings and shit, like you were puppets. That's NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. No more NSYNC. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is something you've never been good at doing? Um, I have never been good at a lot of things. A whole lot of things. Um, I was never good at any type of team sport. I was never allowed to do it. Um, so I never really wasn't any of that. I've never been I've never been good at uh, voicing voicing my feelings towards things like I'm the kind of guy who I'll just like sit back and be like cool whatever it takes no big deal all good that way but uh yeah those are mine I wish I struggled with that second one really I couldn't tell people no <laughs> I'm the opposite of that like I almost have to tell you how I fucking think and feel all the time yeah I'm not I don't take it that far but I have I'm bad like you'll see it on my face I'll wear it on my face I might tell you something differently but you'll be able to tell that I'm uncomfortable or uh, I think all men should be talking more openly about fucking shit like it's not mean you go and Spew shit to everyone, but to people in your circle and stuff well, like that, you should. I think all men should talk more things about how they feel. I, I agree with that now, and it, simply because. So, my girl is a therapist, and so yeah, she's all of oh. that kind of thing, and it's it's a whole other animal in a whole other world. Because I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything, but right. yeah, but once you get to that, I agree I, I, that if you can talk to it with your friends and get it, it becomes a whole other. Because like, here's what I always thought when I was younger. I, I remember being, and I would also make funny for your feelings sometimes too. Is right. Austin was shit, but not, not <laughs> I don't mean him like that. But when I was younger, I would sit around. I would think, I'm like, man, we're 20 years old, 22 years old. We all have the same fucking thoughts, fears, and right. but we don't ever talk about that shit. And the first time that somebody does, we make fun of each other for it. And not in a way that I make fun of you or me or Bo or whatever. No, yeah. But in a way like, don't ever bring that up again, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And I, the older I got, I just kept at it. And I'm like, nah, that seems so dumb to me. So when you get drunk, <laughs> it's the first opener for people the most part. Yeah. But as I got older, I didn't need to have alcohol to do that and shit. And I try to express to my, my kids, my nephew, even my brother, as much as I possibly can. You feel better when you talk about shit that bothers you. No, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I would say my group of friends is pretty I mean, we're obviously not good at it. We're still the, you're still the idiots that are like, oh, what a fucking pussy, you know. You but we are better at it. I, I wouldn't say we gener- don't. I think your generation is much better at it because we ate for Shit it. For we, it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did not have a good time with it, and we're, we kind of told you it was okay. You yeah. should, you should have, I think you should have both of those, though. Yeah, you need both. Like, you, there's a time and a place, and you should also get made. Your friends should make should fun of you. Should make fun of you, Even man. about stuff that, serious, that you have a conversation seriously with. 20 minutes from now or two, two days yes. from now, whatever that case may be. It takes, it make it, that's what teaches you to not take shit so seriously. And that's the biggest problem I think we have in society right or, now. Or if you grow up with Bermuda as your mom. <laughs> what is the greatest sitcom of all time? Oh, uh, what does it, is there a category in this? Like, does it have to be a funny sitcom? Great, does no, it have to be a sitcom of all time? Man, I love The Office. Uh, the office you said great. that like you were depressed to say it. Yeah, because everybody goes, oh, it's it's always 50-50. I was waiting for one of you to be like, oh, the office sucks, or the office is great. Told us he doesn't watch it. This I've never seen it. For me and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen it. Have you ever greatest, seen The Office? The great, yes, I've seen it. It's okay. It's the fun. greatest sitcom of all time is uh, on uh, Modern Family. Yeah, Modern Family is great. It's funny. It's great. It's got a, the, when we were kids. You've seen Say by the Bell. Yes. It had where they would tell like a they would a story about life, the synopsis about life, or how to they give you a reason to. How to get through a situation or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Modern Family does that, and I, I love that show. Simpsons. It's great. No, I love The Simpsons. Simpsons. 89. Hmm. 1989. Yep. That's when they started? Yeah. yeah. She Longest running sitcom ever. At your funeral, what will people say? 
what do you it want de- people to say? I was gonna say it depends. Way, it depends who you ask. You can answer that question however you'd like. My dad will probably if if my dad's there. Zero. I, don't know, I think he's making it there. <laughs> Zero my sisters might go. He was an asshole. Uh, but a lot of my friends are always gonna be like, ah, oh, he's just such a nice dude. He was always there to help us out. He's probably. I can see one of my friends be like, man, he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I just like that too, man. Yeah. He deserved to die. It's gonna be Tristan. Um, you can. <laughs> You're gonna be stoned at my. Yeah, my break the fourth wall. Only one of us is supposed to break the fourth wall. I can, it's my fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stomp on it later. Wow. <laughs> what will people say at your funeral? Um, I hope that they 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 say that I was the kind of person who would be involved and jump in for anybody and everybody that was needed, and I hope that they say that you know I was a good dad and did what I was supposed to for people. Awesome. Besides money, if you could steal any one thing on the planet, what would it be and why? Steal any one thing any on one the planet, thing. not money. Do I have to not be stealing it because of its monetary worth? Like I just want to steal it because it's cool, right? No, that's that's the same thing. You can steal it for money. You just can't steal money. Okay. Mm. Who's? We said this before. The Declaration of Independence is fucking cool. Ooh. Just a cool thing. To, I have can it. I get the original. I yeah, the original. You got to steal the original. Yeah. Like what's that uh, national? What is it, national treasure? Yes. I'm gonna steal the Declaration. Has of he Independence. been any other? <laughs> has, he been, has he been any other character in a movie besides himself? Go. Oh, I, don't know, I guess Ghost Rider. They're all the yeah, same character. Yeah. You know he. Cage. You know the oh. new movie he he's in. He's literally playing himself. I yeah yeah. Liam yeah. And I had this discussion. <laughs> uh, what is the most ridiculous invent? No, back to you. What if you could steal one thing besides money? What would it be and why? Um, I would love to have one of the original Elijah Craig bottles that I have seen at uh, one of the distilleries down in Louisville, Kentucky. I would love to say that I have it. That's how dumb I am. I asked a question. I knew the answer. And you forgot. I <laughs> you forgot who it was. He said, I'm searching my Rolodex. Who the fuck's Elijah Craig? <laughs> Started panicking. I said, why am I so stupid? I don't remember who the fuck that is. I swear to God. What a dumbass. If you could talk to any one species of animal, what would it, who would it, which species would it be and why? Mm. Oh, I would want to talk to some kind of gorilla just to see that it was because they're so close to us. Yeah, like, to see what they think. Or how if they understand like, like, how yeah, close they like, are to you. Like if they understand, you know, that we're like one chromosome or whatever it is away from each other. Like what can they really tell us? Yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. I don't know who I would. I mean, that's a good answer. That's, just, a, that's the best answer. It's we've probably had so the far. best answer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I want to off of what you brought up about cats. Even though I don't really like cats, I would do want to. I want to talk to one and just be like, really solidify that you really think that <laughs> that you yeah. own me. Yes. <laughs> and when they bring you food or like a bird, they're or feeding you. You're a dummy. You can't hunt. Yeah. yeah. So a couple more questions before we finish up. Favorite day of the week. Um, I am I am so bad on not knowing what day it is. Makes sense. That I don't have a because I I don't stop doing anything and I know that sounds really stupid and really cheesy it, it but it is it one hundred percent true. But I'm going to tell you it's adding to the list of reasons why I don't like you anymore. <laughs> that is the way that life should be. You fucking have mastered. Uh, we have, we have, have the definition of life or what's the meaning of life? And I told you guys before because I remember I told you. What yeah, I remember. Is. Yeah, it, that's the meaning of life. Yeah. That there's no Monday. There's no Tuesday. Just live. You're it, living it, life. To yeah. Fucking, it, yes. There is no such thing as. I, I literally there there are times that I Whoa. have to I have to look at my daughter and I go, so it's Tuesday, right? And she's like, No, Dad, it's Friday. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Cool. So and when I say when I say hate, it should mean jealous of. <laughs> I, yeah, my bad. I just had like a fucking like mind 
blown dummy moment because uh, there's this song, there's these song lyrics to the song I've been listening to lately. And the guy, it's like the first lyrics to the song, and he says like, "Life is what happens when, or life is what passes when you're too busy living." And then when I first heard it, I was like, "That's kind of a stupid fucking line," because duh. But then when you guys were just explaining it, like you that's it. the meaning of life. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a fucking idiot." The meaning of life is life, but no, yeah, that's the best. That's the yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you should want life to be. Yeah, you, we should all aspire to not so, know what day of the week it is. But for us dummies who know what day of the week it is, <laughs> it's Saturday, right? It's, it's that's Saturday. the best day. It's most definitely Saturday. Yeah. Uh, what is something everyone should try at least once? I think everybody in this, even though it's probably not going to go well for everybody, everybody in this world needs to get into some kind of physical altercation. Absolutely, I don't say that has to be like. I don't. I don't recommend you going out and getting into a street fight or anything. The world needs to be in a fist fight. Yeah, you need to understand what it's like to hit another person and and have another person hit you. Yeah, and like everybody needs to understand perspective. Yeah, because I mean, you know what it's like whenever you get in that cage and you get hit for the first time, and then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute. This have, really isn't as bad as I thought this was going to be, or, or yeah. this really sucks. Depending on the situation. Yeah. It's also that, I like, every, everybody thinks they're a tough guy. Everybody yeah. does. Oh, completely. Even that, even that fucking, like... Well, we are from St. Louis. The dorky kid we in high school. St. Louis guys. Yeah, I so know, when, but I'm when, just saying... When, if you're, like, the 10th the best fighter in St. Louis, you're probably number fucking 10 in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... Like, and I say this sometimes to my friends, and if they see this clip, I'm sorry. No, I don't. Fuck you, Joey. <laughs> they, like, everybody thinks they're so tough, and but none of you guys have ever been into a situation where, like you said, you got hit in the face, and I have to respond. I can't I can't just curl up and be – I could if I wanted to. See, and I also think we should take it a little further, though, and not just – not a, like a sparring session. Because little Danny has sparred and trained a little bit. No. He's not been in a real life. Yeah. He did. Because uh, looking back now, I never thought about it at the moment, but you don't know how this could end. Yeah. Like, this could end – Badly. Permanently. Or or just another typical fight after yeah, school man. shit. But the, the heightened sense of that uh, is what I think that people should have. Also, the the idea that now you understand what the what kind of consequences could come from you 100%. saying shit. Like nobody, there's not a thing anymore, especially no. with the computers and shit. One hundred percent. There there is no consequence for your actions anymore. Mm. There isn't the idea of whenever we were younger, whenever the kid down the street called you a jerk. And you went down and you beat the brakes off of that kid. And then he knew, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do that anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. And so, you know, Mike, even, you know, my kids, my kids have been in fights in school, you know, that kind of thing. And it doesn't go well for the other person. But there are times that somebody along the way is going to kick the crap out of you. And it's okay, but you are going to know what your actions did. And you're going to know what it really felt like. Even if you win a fight, knowing that you can get into a fight based on what you said, doesn't make... People don't like confrontation, no matter what age yeah, group man. or how tough or how... Mike Tyson doesn't want to fight everybody. Yeah. Or doesn't want to kick your ass ten fucking times in a row. Right. The fact that people know that you will stand up for who you are and say, and makes people that can whoop your ass not want to fucking... Have Absolutely. That so that, that's something I... Like, even if you... People know these are the consequences of my actions. I'm going to have to fight them, and I'm going to beat the shit out of them, but I'm still going to have to fight them and fight them every time. Right. Makes them not say stuff that's or a, do stuff. Yeah, that's I, a thing. I had a conversation at work the other day, though. Really? Yeah, somebody who is into the MMA uh, scene or watching it and stuff like that and wants to talk about getting into it and shit. And then he said something really foul to me and did something really fucked up. And I don't know if we've all ever met or not, but I was like, what's up, dude? What do you want to do? And he started calling me a bully and fucking... Uh, Tell me to grow up 
I'm 40 years old. You should probably grow up. And I said, when you talk shit to somebody, they will punch you in the fucking mouth. Clipping it. (laughs) Clipping it. Clipping it. Uh, If you had one piece of advice to go and talk to any group of 15-year-old kids, what would it be and why? How how would you explain to them? So what would I tell 15-year-old kids? Um... I've actually got to do this one. Awesome. Before. So yeah, that was pretty cool. I got to do a, uh, I got to do a, a, a talk at my uh, my daughter's high school, and we talked about the idea of don't take everything that you see online from your generation as gospel, because um, they were all like, oh, well, you got you know however many Instagram followers, and you got all this other, and you know blah 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 blah, and I'm like, don't take any of that for for real. None of it is real. It's all a made up thing. And so I've always been the kind of person that I want to sit down and I want to tell everyone that you need to go out and actually live and see the real world and not worry about what's on the other end of your cell phone. Yeah, Um, man. I was so bad, even in the beginnings of the ideas of social media that, you know, it was all I ever did. I was down. I was there. I was doing all of the, 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 the posts and the things. And I've gotten to the point now that I hate social media like I love what it's done for me and where I've been able to do things but I hate the idea of it and so we had a literally we had a 15 minute conversation on how bad it was and how to actually get out see what the real world looks like and see how the real world reacts instead of just sitting behind your phone all the time I enjoy enjoy social media I enjoy the the phone a lot Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you though and uh, I was like, I'm not one of those people like Gary Vee says, the older your kids get and the, the further in life we get, the more it's going to be interactive with phones. The one thing that I have a hard time with, though, is the, the seeing the real world and what people are really like. Mm-hmm. Because in social media, uh, in, in the phone period, everything is fake. Everything exactly. is, almost everything yeah. is fake. There's nobody, a few authentic things. R- nobody's posting about the the fucking the bad day the shit yeah the shit thing that you know, they got to do yeah exactly everybody's posting about the trip they took and the vacation they did and and you know all the cool shit the fact that you dropped that drink on the floor I mean, <laughs> right but i mean for as an yeah. example I i'm mean, about for to take real. a picture of my fucking nike good joke blazers right and be like damn i spilled a drink on my nike blazers today yeah. but then that would look like i'm flexing then, my yeah, shoes then you're flexing <laughs> people, yeah because we can do it together and i'll put my yeezys up and we'll go with it that way so and that's the thing that people think too that life is it's, it's all flex post and stuff and yeah. it's also like there's like the words that people say in social media or on video games in the chat rooms and stuff because they're so protected behind the fucking uh, computer or the TV screen that people just feel freely to say whatever they want yeah man uh, that's why get out and experience I love that that, that, no, that is what do you key. have uh, what, what advice would you have to give to your fellow 15 year olds <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what advice would you give to the rest of the people in the and fu- the old folks old folks home. Jesus, I fucked that up. It was, it was you that really joke. tried though. I, I tried really to get there. Uh, I don't know. Fifteen year olds, I feel like need to hear really what you said. But there's other things like uh, don't there. Like when I was fifteen years old, I took everything like this is this is finite. I have to get this done, and this is going to be what changes me for the rest of my life, mm. and yada yada yada. And uh, there's also the idea that nobody's like – they're not experiencing things and becoming – what's the word I'm looking for here? They're just not willing to like accept that things are going to happen and they're going to change because of it. Yeah, right? they're, they, they lose the idea that you're, what you are now is not what you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like I said, I was the nerdy fat kid. 
you know, rode my skateboard around, played guitar, that kind of stuff, which wasn't cool in those days. And, you know, now it's, you know, now I'm not as heavy and I'm not this and I'm not that because life changes and they don't understand that right. yet at 15. Like if I had to go back to my 15-year-old self and tell him anything, I'd be like, dude, relax. It's okay if you miss a homework assignment. Yeah, you <laughs> or don't it's have, okay. to have your life planned out yeah. at 15. I would never want to go back and talk to myself at 15, but to talk to 15-year-old people, I would just love to tell them that uh, shit's going to happen. Yeah. As a Forrest Gump reference, by the way. Forrest Gump reference, <laughs> by the way. Shit's going to happen. Shit happens. It, it does. That you just have, that you keep going. Nothing is, whatever happened to you today isn't the end of the world. And it's also not the most, the greatest thing ever either. You can uh, take your highs and your lows as even as evenly keel as possible and you'll get through it. Ooh, and, ooh, my bad. Go ahead and finish. I was going to wrap I, it up. Well, I just thought, because like, like Kelsey's around that age. And I had to tell her the other day, because like, she so adamant about like she gets into it with dad and they don't see eye to eye and she nothing they just don't agree on anything like obviously they agree on something but that's how it is when your parent and you are never gonna click like that and i had to tell him like when you get older you'll understand it and she doesn't take that seriously when i sell to her like i was your age and i know what that feels like i picked the boys up recently or i think it was both of them and um I brought it up to them because there's this thing, this common theme in my house about you're, you're meat, you're angry all the time now, you're mad. And I said, no, I'm not mad. I'm raising boys to be men. Uh, I hope one day you'll get that and understand, and we'll actually get to meet each other and get to know each other and see how we, our personalities really are. I said, because at this point in life, I have to be a certain way to make you become a certain thing. Right. And until that's over, I'm going to be this guy. I'm not really mad and angry, right. but I have to, I have to uh, uh, give that appearance sometimes because yeah. you're all fucking assholes and you're lazy as fuck sometimes. <laughs> right. So this well, is because life is going to be, life will hit you in the mouth like I'm, I'm get talking loud to you or talking down to you. Life is going to hit you in the mouth like that. It's going to hit you in the mouth like that except a lot harder. Yeah. So for me to do what I'm doing is not that big of a deal. And my kids right now, like right now, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to reach out and shit out both of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I dog. say I think a big part of it is like a kids just don't have the the, uh, the the empathy muscle. Like the empathy muscle is not a thing that kids have exercised. Like Kelsey looks at dad and she goes, "Oh, he's just he just never does this thing or feels like he, uh, like he's always pissed off or this and that." And like what we you know how so far Austin is I'm failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm failing. Yeah. yeah, but like just go in a room, man. And, t- and tell the world how much you hate me. <laughs> I love you, buddy. She, yeah, man. The kids don't feel empathy. Like, Kelsey never realizes that dad is going to have bad days just the same way that right. she has bad days. No, because you don't see your parents that way. No. Right. You look at them like they're supposed to yeah. have life figured out when really they're all just big grown-ass kids. So Especially as, you. So as we took the <laughs> conversation, and uh, we weren't going to be serious with Jeremy. That's a round of squared up that's in the books. Uh, <laughs> that's a round of squared up. Uh, thanks for participating all. So, Jeremy, man, what do you got uh what do you got coming up? What's the next, besides 94 Endeavors tomorrow, what's the next thing you got lined up for you, man? First um, of all, oh, by the way, the drink was great. Good. The whiskey's fantastic. Like the three I'm, the three sips of it yes. that I took were great, too. No, so. I'm, I'm very stoked <laughs> that you guys like the whiskey. So, uh, no, next up, um, I've got, let's see, I've got Shamrock FC, July 9th. I've got, um, let's see, I've got Golden Boy Boxing, August 6th in Dallas. I'm heading to Dallas on Monday. Then I come <laughs> back. Um, we were launching the whiskey in Illinois in two months, so I got that going on. And uh, like I said, of course, you know, hanging out at the little bar in Granite City called the Speakeasy. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, I Love mean, it, there's always something going on, man. And if you don't, it, life gets real boring, and life starts to kind of pass you by if you do the same thing every day, man. So that's what, a good point. What about you? 
Yeah, no, I'm not doing a lot of new things every day. Well, life, we're, we're, life is passing me by. No, no. what do you got planned with it? What's, uh, what's something you're excited about or anything you want to share with know. people? I got to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do for dad on Father's Day. Um, That's this weekend. I forgot all about it. Yeah. Thank God it's not Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, 4th of, I, you know, I always do a big trip with all my buddies on the 4th of July, so that's getting close. We're going to do something fun. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start doing some cool stuff with the clips and video for this podcast. So I'm excited uh, about that. Jeremy, man, I, I can't be more – it, for me, it went better than I could have ever imagined the show going with <laughs> oh, you on. Yeah. Uh, i seen you laugh a lot. I, I get to be a part of the reason why you laughed. I, I'm so happy about that. Danny was so nervous. I was, <laughs> I was definitely really nervous. Uh, you, you're – you're somebody that I would love to emulate myself uh, to be. You do a lot of great things on this show. I recommend people boasting about their about them and themselves. You you you, you kind of did it, but in a way where you only smiled that you were happy that the compliments. But you really are an amazing individual who works really hard and has done a lot of great things. And um, we just don't know a lot of people like you in general. No, because yeah. there aren't. Yeah. There aren't exactly. <laughs> there are not a lot of people. So I'm. The whiskey was great. Well, where can people get that at? I was about to say. So you can get that at any Friar Tucks, Arena Liquor, Royals Liquor, all in Missouri, um, down to High V's, up to Kansas City, and even at Ameristar Casino now yeah. for the fight nights. <laughs> did you hear the voice? Yeah. You, 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 did you catch it come out there? Um, but yeah, you can get at Ameristar Casino for uh, fight nights. We're actually going to do a, uh, a little thing at the, the fights July 9th, so. Awesome. You're my favorite guest. Uh, sorry, Sean. You're my, <laughs> my favorite guest that I've had. I appreciate you for coming out and talking Absolutely. with us and enjoy and bestowing some of your wisdom on us, man. Hey, thank I, you. I had a great time, and I, I really do thank you for having me. Hey, as always, one love from the right lane. Cool, man.